What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Back at it again today, man. The last podcast of the day. It is Sunday, April 14th. I want to wish all you guys a very happy week, a very positive week. Getting back to the grind. I hope all you guys stay or you, you will stay blessed. I hope all you guys keep grinding, doing living your best lives and getting to a bag and providing for your families, man. So with all that being said, we're going to talk about the last two games of the day. Like I said, I will be bunching up all the playoffs into one podcast because so, it's a lot more easier and it's, it's more effective and faster if you ask me and I get to talk about other things and other podcasts uh, la- that way so um, the, the third to last game of the day out of the, or the third game out of the four that were played like I said the first game was the Celtics and the uh, Pacers um, where the Celtics beat the Pacers in game one. The second game was the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder play the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers won that. And then the third game, the Detroit Pistons, the eighth seed in the East, went into Milwaukee to play the one-seeded Bucks, where they lost by a score of 86-101. to 101. That's 15 points. Um, and the game wasn't even that close to keep it a buck with you. But let me run down these stats real quick before we get into it. Thon Maker had four points, four rebounds, one block. Um, Andre Drummond had 12 points, two assists, 12 rebounds, one steal. Reggie Jackson had 12 points, five assists, one rebound, one steal. Um, Wayne Ellington had five points, one assist, four rebounds. Bruce Brown had two points, and Luke Kennard from Duke had 21 points, two assists, four rebounds. For the Bucks, Giannis had 24 points, four assists, 17 rebounds, and one steal. Chris Middleton had 14 points, four assists, five rebounds. Brooke Lopez had 14 points, two assists, three rebounds, four blocks. And Eric Bledsoe had 15 points, five assists, three rebounds, one steal. Sterling Brown, the younger brother of Shannon Brown, who went to Michigan State. Sterling Brown went to SMU. Shout out to Southern Methodist down in Dallas. Um, 11 points, seven assists, three rebounds, three steals, one block. George Hill had 16 points, two assists, three rebounds, one steal. And Pat Connaughton, the former baseball slash basketball player at Notre Dame, had 10 points, one assist, eight rebounds one block now this game was all milwaukee from the start of the game it was just a complete blowout um the the pistons didn't have their best player in blake griffin he was he decided to sit out i guess because of of knee soreness which is kind of crazy but it is what it is um so the pistons really struggled offensively honestly the bucks were absolutely dominant Giannis was going and was going early and everybody else was hitting shots chris middleton was hitting everybody was hitting three for him they went 15 of 43 on threes, which is 34% as a team is not bad at all because everybody was hitting threes for the Bucks. Like, um, uh, Brooke Lopez was hitting threes. Eric Bledsoe was hitting threes. George Hill was hitting threes. Eric Bledsoe was hitting threes. Pat Connaughton was hitting threes. And, and they were just unguardable. And the Pistons had no answers defensively or offensively for that matter. Like, Andre Drummond, you know, isn't the, isn't really an offensive type of player. And he would have been their best player today. Thon Maker is kind of struggled with his shot-making ability. Wayne Ellington is mostly a spot-up shooter. Reggie Jackson can create for the most part, but it's just difficult without Blake because Blake is a versatile player he can do so much on the offensive end like like picking pops picking rolls he can catch lobs obviously he's been doing that for his whole career he can do a lot of different things and without him 
the Pistons offense looked terrible. Like, honestly, I'm not even going to lie. This was one of the most least competitive playoff games I've ever seen in my entire life. I've been alive for 20 years now. I've been watching the playoffs for about 16 years, I would say, 15 at least. And I've never seen a playoff game this uncompetitive. Like, it was just, it was like the Bucks came out swinging and the Pistons didn't even take a swing. It's like they just gave in. They just threw up the white flag. Honestly, like, I thought the Pistons were, I mean, I, I understand your best players not playing, but y'all could have at least, you know, had some pride. Y'all could have, it was like, they just didn't even want to be there. It's like they were just ready for the offseason. Like, if that's the case, shit, you could have told, excuse me for cussing, but you could have told the Hornets to go play. You could have to- told Miami Heat to play. We wouldn't have to, you know, be crying over D-Way's last game. But we had to sit here and watch this. This ain't even going to – is probably going to be the only series that's going to be a complete sweep. Every other series is not, it might not be one sweep except maybe the Warriors and the Clippers. And I think the Clippers can win a game in that series. And if the Clippers can beat the Warriors once, the Pistons can for sure beat the Bucks once. Even though the Bucks are the number one overall seed in the playoffs, they have like 62 or 60 wins. It, that doesn't really matter to me. Like, I, like honestly, like having a good record through the, the regular season is kind of overrated. And I'm going to tell you guys why. Because no teams are really giving it their all every single 82 games of the season. And the only team that ever went hard for all 80 – or there's only two teams that went hard for all 82 games. And I'll tell you who they are. The uh the ninety what was that the ninety what Bulls team was that that went seventy two and ten whatever year that team was they played hard every game and then the recent Warriors that went seventy three and nine and didn't even win and you know why the Warriors didn't win that series because they were gassed they were fatigued because of the regular season that's why it's overrated it's too many games to be playing hard every night and that's just the reality of it. Honestly, and that's what the Bucks did this year. They played their butts off all 82 games. And I'm not saying they're going to be fatigued, but I'm just saying they they might they might wear down a little bit later in the playoffs. But right now like the Pistons like it was just like I don't know. It was just frustrating to watch. Like they were playing bad defense. They played a matchup zone that didn't work at all. It was pretty much to just cover the shooters and make sure Giannis doesn't drive. Honestly, that's all it was. Force Giannis to shoot and then watch out for all the other shooters. Dwayne Casey is an excellent coach. I really enjoy Dwayne Casey's coaching philosophies, his style, the way his teams play. But today was a terrible showing. Maybe it's just the roster that he has. Probably is, but... They got a lot of work to do. Otherwise, it's going to be a quick, quick, quick playoff run. It won't even be a run. It won't even be a jog. I can't even say playoff run. It will be a a walk, a playoff walk, because they're going to go home ASAP, no Rocky. Some team stats, though. The Bucs out-rebounded them 54-46. to The Bucs had 31 assists compared to Detroit's 22. Both teams had seven steals. The Bucs had eight blocks, while Detroit only had two. The Pistons had 13 turnovers, and the Bucs had 10. The Bucs had 22 um, fast break points, and Detroit had 11. The Bucs had 52 points in the paint. Let me repeat that. The Bucs had 52 points in the paint, and Detroit had 38. So I'm over that game. Like I said, the Bucks won 101 to 86. That is 15 points. Game two, I forgot when it is, but it will be soon. Of course, I will be there. For, or I'll be here for you guys to re- recap that. The next game, 
the Jazz played the Rockets. The Jazz <clears throat> lost by a score of 90 to 122, which is what, 32 points, I believe. Am I doing that right? Yeah, I believe that's 32 points. Um, so you can tell by that how that ended. But the game was actually pretty close. But let me run down these stats real quick. For the Jazz, Derek Favors had 13 points, three assists, six rebounds, one steal, one block. Joe Ingles had three points, five assists, four rebounds, two steals. Rudy Gobert had 22 points, one assist, 12 rebounds, one block. Ricky Rubio had 15 points, six assists, three rebounds, two steals. Donovan Mitchell had 19 points, five rebounds, one steal. Um, Jay Crowder had nine points, three rebounds. For the Rockets, excuse me, P.J. Tucker had 11 points, three assists, four rebounds, two steals. Clint Capella had 16 points, two assists, 12 rebounds, one block. CP3 had 14 points, seven assists, three rebounds, one steal, one block. James Harden had 29 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds, 1 block. Eric Gordon had 17 points, 1 assist, 3 rebounds, 2 blocks. And Kenneth Fareed had 11 points, 6 rebounds. And Dan Well, I believe is how you say it, it's spelled Manuel or Manuel with a D, but... Daniel House Jr. had 11 points, one assist, two rebounds, one steal, one block. He's from Texas A&M, so shout out to Aggie Land. Um, and that wraps it up for the stats. But like I said, the Rockets won by 32 points. This game was, honestly, this game was competitive until about the middle of the fourth quarter, a little bit towards the end of the third, but like I guess it happened in the middle of the fourth quarter. Um it started off pretty, like, really good to keep it a buck with you. Um, James Harden was doing what he wanted. He finished out the half with 17 points on 50% shooting. He shot 7 of 14 in the first half, and he had seven assists and four rebounds in the first half alone. So you could tell he was just getting to his spots. And honestly, it's just no matchup for James Harden. He's one of the most unguardable players of all time. I think he's one of the most... Um, I think he's one of the greatest offensive threats of all time. I think he could score in any generation just because he's that good. He's that talented. His his bag is ridiculous. And when I say his bag, I mean his offensive repertoire. His step backs, his creating contact, his getting to the free throw line, his set shot, his whatever it may be. James Harden can score in every single way possible. He is a professional scorer. And it's literally just no matchup for him. You got to double team him. You got to force him to his right. You got to do a lot of different things, but he's still going to get that 30 ball. Regardless, you can contain him. You cannot lock him down. And the Jazz just, it's just nobody that can do it. And I'm just, I'm making it a valid point for the Jazz that it's just a hard thing to do. But the Jazz did play very hard. They played competitive. One thing I do like about the Jazz and their coach, Quinn Snyder, who was a Coach K disciple, is that they really move the ball well. Like, as a team, they really do. Um, Joe Ingles struggled today. He only had three points, which is bad, Um, especially if you're a starter in the starting lineup. That's not good. You have to produce more than three points. But like I said, I like how they move the ball. Derek Favors is one of their most underrated players. He plays really good defense. He'll hit the mid-range jumper. Oh, excuse me. And he makes plays too, but Rudy Gobert played his butt off too, even though I would say Clint Capella out-hustled him most of the game and competed just a little bit harder than him. Um, But like I said, he had 22 points and 12 rebounds. He played a very good game. But 
the second half, man, the Rockets were just way too much in the end. Um, and the Jazz just couldn't keep up. The Jazz just don't have the firepower that the Rockets have because P.J. Tucker is hitting threes. Eric Gordon had a few threes. And like I said, Daniel, Daniel House Jr., Played really well today. He was a two. He was on a two-way contract when he first got to Houston, and they officially signed him, I believe, this season. And he has not let them down at all. Um, Austin Rivers gives the Rockets a lot of good minutes too. Um, he's a very good backup point guard for Chris Paul. He can create whenever he wants to, and. The Rockets, man, they just have so much firepower that the only team that can really beat them in the West is the Warriors and because they have more firepower and they play better defense. So some team stats, though, <clears throat> the Rockets were 15 of 41 from three. That's 36 percent. The Jazz shot seven of 27 as a team. That's 25 percent. The Rockets out rebounded the Jazz by one, 42 to 41. The Rockets had 25 assists. The Jazz only had 17. Both teams had six steals each. The Rockets had six blocks, thanks to Clint Capella mostly. Um, and Eric Gordon had a few blocks himself. Um, where was I? At? Oh, yeah. And the Rockets had 12 fast break points compared to the Jazz's 11. And I think the stat that stuck out to me the most and is more than likely the reason the Rockets won this game is not the three-point shooting, but it was their points in the paint. The Rockets had 62 points in the paint. 62 points in the paint. Let that sink in. They have one of the, the Jazz have one of the best uh, centers in the league defensive-wise in Rudy Gobert. And the Rockets got 62 points in the paint. That's because of Chris Paul. That's because of James Harden either scoring, getting to the rack, or throwing up that lob to free that's always open for some reason. Um, and the Jazz only have 42. So, like I said, the Jazz won by 32 points. I don't know when the next game is, but, you know, me, I will always be tuned in and ready to deliver you guys a good podcast. But <clears throat> with all that being said, man, tomorrow's games, like I said, I will just be doing recaps of the games for that day now, not individual games anymore because it just takes too long. Um, the first game of the day is my 76ers play the Brooklyn Nets in game two. Hopefully we can get that win and tie the series at home before we head over to Brooklyn. And then the second game is the Clippers take on the Warriors game two in Oracle. So I will give you guys that tomorrow. As always, please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share, and all those other good things. You guys have a blessed week, man. Stay positive. Um, stay prayed up and all those other good things. As always, man, it's been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. I will talk to you guys soon. Have a blessed one. One love and peace.